0: Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record.
1: Welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 66, the Partially Cursed episode. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am joined by the inspirational Arwin. Joe, inspirational, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on I-Words this week.
0: Ah, yes, yes. Well, hopefully. And uh, thank you very much. And chat room, welcome. Welcome to the
1: show. And we are joined, as always, by the incorrigible Louis Alon.
2: Thank you very much, Joe, for that very apt description of me. Yes, I can be incorrigible. <laughs> you're but, welcome. Anyway <laughs> Hello Joe, hello. Everyone. Hey everyone in the chat room. Glad you're <gasps> <here>. welcome!
1: <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I love that audio bit. And we are joined as always by the ironic David Force Adams. <laughs> Actually, I'm here ironically tonight. It's <laughs> how ironic. And we
0: are yeah, joined...
3: Like praying on, on your wedding day.
0: <laughs> Don't you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? It figures. Yeah. It's a free ride that you already paid for, Dave. Oh, Lord.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by the irrelevant Shank the Tank. Oh. <laughs>
5: it's not like praying oh. on oh, your Jesus. wedding
1: day. <laughs> It's okay, funny guys. because it's ironically
3: irrelevant, seeing as how we were already quoting that. Yeah. Look at that. That's that's
6: seamless, seamless right there. Good job, Joe. On the- Sh- Shank, you're a genius. I, I know.
1: I've been told this many times.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <oof>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, we have sponsors to get into. Evarwin. Eh, Yes,
0: and this week is sponsored in part by GuildLaunch, GuildLaunch.com. And if you guys are looking for an awesome web space to get that guild or community off the ground and looking professional, well, don't fall for those noob sites. 250,000 guilds, clans, teams, and communities can't go wrong. Get your free site over at GuildLaunch.com. Getting that competitive edge that only GuildLaunch can provide with DKP tools for raiders and even mobile-optimized sites. That's just what you get for free. You can also choose from one of their three subscription plans starting at just $7 a month. And you'll find features such as your own domain, Google Analytics, storage, advertising, attendance reports, and far more. Stay current with your guild or your clan with a weekly newsletter as well, powered by Guild Launch. ESO Guild Leaders, your adventure in Tamriel starts here for free at Guild Launch guildlaunch.com and also by tweakedaudio.com for quality earbuds free worldwide shipping and unbeatable customer service with a lifetime warranty you can drop our code in there off the record all one word you'll get 30% off your order over at tweakedaudio.com and this episode was made awesome by fans such as yourself we want to shout out DovaTracker who says the new Skyrim feature has been launched That's DovaTracker, a live character tracker that enables you to track and share your in-game characters. There'll be tons, tons of other nifty features as well. This feature will be available for Morrowind, Oblivion, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and other game titles yet to be announced. Follow at Titanis.com and at DovaTracker and check out DovaTracker.com. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Thank you so much for all your support, fans. We love you guys. Love ya. Alright, we uh oh, wait, here we go again. Before wait, did you get rid of it? What's that? Oh there it is. Something quick to mention. <laughs> That's right, Cinemax <laughs> Online Studios announced today
0: that they will be attending Gamescom in Kalogny, Germany. From Oh my god. <laughs> Hashtag, wow. see
3: what I did there?
0: <laughs> I'm a stupid Hashtag, American. German fans. <laughs> In Cologne, Germany, from August 22nd to August 25th, you can get tickets at the official Gamescom website. So congratulations to the European folks who listen to our show. It's a good announcement for you guys.
1: Yeah, I want to go. Send me. Yeah. I want to go. I'm volunteering. If you pay my way, I'll go. Yeah. I promise. That'll happen.
2: Wait, European dates? It should have been then uh, 22 August to 25 August. They're like, the dates backwards. I
1: need to find an audio clip of some like TV show, famous TV show saying meat and potatoes.
2: Oh, man. It. It's there that it time. is.
1: It's that time, guys. we got some stuff to get into. And we're going to do something a little unusual this week. We're going to get right in to the development question of the week.
0: Well, hold on a second. I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't
1: know I don't if know. I'm ready for this. I think it's what's going to be. You got to butter good. me up. I oh Jesus. That just bring the butter right here for you, sweetie. <laughs> I, have, I have the meat and
2: Uh uh-uh. Oh guys, I brought the call to go.
1: <laughs> I got some meat and some meat potatoes, nice candlelight. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is, guys. Sure.
3: Hi, my name's Lehman Tuttle. I'm an associate content designer here at Zenimax Online Studios, and I've got a question for you. Mullig Ball is the primary antagonist for The Elder Scrolls Online. If you were to join a Daedric cult, which Daedric Prince would you follow, and why?
1: Dudes, I totally got an answer for this. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, what do you got? Dagon. May Dagon? Yeah. Yeah? He's that's awesome.
6: A, I, no, you know what? That's... A- yeah, that's perfectly in line with Joe's Exactly.
1: Like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> me and him would be like bros. <laughs> so like
0: what, what kind of what kind of uh, relationship do you think you would foster between yourself and Mayrunes Dagon? See
6: no, no, Mayrunes
0: a- Brogon. Brogon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
6: We
1: would have a power struggle, he would try to control me, I'd be controlling him, he wouldn't like it, and it'd just be a battle. Okay, it's sort of like what happens in,
0: uh, in Dragonborn. <laughs> I was going to say marriage,
1: but okay. <laughs> marriage works, too. Nah, yeah. I'd uh, be like, yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you want my dagger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so would you
0: Anyway, uh, what about you, Marwan? <laughs> oh, Meridia, of course. I am Meridia's paladin.
1: Another shocker. Alright, fair enough. What about you, Dave? Oh,
3: man. Uh, wh- who's that That one, the, the one for the Dark Brotherhood? Sithis. Sithis. Sithis is not a Daedra,
6: actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. You gotta be ca- I thought Sithis was. No, no. He's been there since the Void. Uh, See, so I- he kinda like, he was like just there.
1: I stink yeah, at Ellis Rolls Lore, and I knew that one, Dave.
2: Okay, Probably well,
1: because I played that quest a thousand I'm, times.
3: I'm like the hugest noob ever for lore, so. God, who else is there that's actually a beast? How about.
1: How about the one that. Meridia. That... Oh, okay, well, Meridia is a Meridia, but. What about the one that, um. In Skyrim, asked you to, you know, eat people? Be a cannibal? I forgot the name of the Daedra. Namira? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Namira. Which one's that's... the one. That makes you sacrifice one of your followers, Boethia.
2: Oh, yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, Boethia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta say, I gotta hate to say it, but you know what? Malgwal, I always thought was really cool in Skyrim. I don't know why. Because well, he's really cool. Well, he's, he's sort
0: of—he's
1: <laughs> sort of like the uh, the Darth Vader of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> well, now we gotta hate him when it comes to the next game. Jeez. Ah, oh, he's a
0: like, punk. He's gonna get spanked in the face. But he's
1: yeah, your mace. <laughs> I know, dude. he'd be like, what's up, son?
2: <laughs> you know, he gives you a mace. He you told do a totally Sauron thing with it. Just, like, sweep people off the field. Come on. All uh, right.
1: Since I was <laughs> a- purposely avoiding our lore nuts, I'm going to go ahead and get into them right now. Lou, what about you?
2: Oh, Nocturnal. Come on.
1: Ah,
0: okay.
2: Sneaking around. Going for the stuff, stab people in the back. That's right.
0: Is that because <laughs> she has
6: nice legs?
2: It, it, that... That is ninety
6: nine percent of the reason he chose nocturnal. Yes, I can. I can respect that. I respect respect that. Given, yeah. What about you, Shank? Oh man, I'm okay. I want to. I want to ask you guys. I'll tell you who I pick, but I want (laughs) you to tell me why you think it is. I'm going to pick Hermaeus Mora
0: because she was in Harry Potter.
2: (laughs) Honestly, that's Hermione. My God, you're a nightmare.
0: I, I quit. <laughs> Levio saw. <laughs> what? Is, she's great looking in those Burberry ads. Have you seen those? Oh my god! <laughs> <What>? Mikey <laughs> is smoking. I'm not even going to doubt
6: that.
1: Very attractive. I you know, say. actually, I, I really. That just disturbs me when I think about that because my daughter looks like her when she was her age. Alright, so Hermaeus Morrow,
2: right, Totally taken out of the sails right now for the yeah. ship. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: did guys. Shank likes her Mora because
3: he's really into that dark tentacle thing. Perverts.
2: The oh, weird God. anime mm. that he has.
3: <laughs> All your pretty
2: <laughs> eyeballs.
3: <laughs> That's like ten percent,
6: but given he's a, the uh, the. Uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Given he's the uh, the Daedric Prince of Knowledge and Memory, dude, they say knowledge is power. Imagine all the th- knowledge you can just hoard over people and have, like, just extort them for money.
1: I beg to differ, man. I'm gonna get a dagger that has a chance to one-shot your butt. Then, well, and what's that knowledge gonna do to you now?
6: No, dude. Then I'll just create a, a uh, trust with you, and then we'll go just monopolize the rest of the Daedra.
1: Ooh, see, knowledge is power. Ooh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but you see, uh, Joe's Joe's like the Joker, you know, he doesn't need money. He just introduced a little chaos in the world. You know? It's kinda like (laughs) No, then then
6: he'd he'd be then he'd be No, no, but
2: then he needs Harley. He needs Harley Harley and Quinzel with him. Yeah. Come on.
3: That's why we have Shank.
2: (laughs) No
1: (laughs) Hey there, Mr J. A good looking Harley and Quinzel. (laughs) I think this episode's getting even weirder. We got something (laughs) Speaking of Molog Ball, they released a... What I mean by they is the awesomeness of Zoss has released a new video, guys. I'm going to play it. I know the chat room can see it, and you guys can see it. Um, If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend going to HellScrolls.com. Is it HellScrollsOnline.com? I always forget. Yes, yeah, it's HellScrollsOnline.com. Yeah, that one. And Mm -hmm. uh, check it out. It's the Journey to Cold Harbor. I'm going to play it right now, and we can discuss no mm-hmm.
4: As in all the games in the Elder Scrolls series, in Elder Scrolls Online, there's a cosmic threat to Tamriel. In this case, the cosmic threat is coming from the Daedric Prince, Molag Ball. He is the god of schemes, and his goal is always the enslavement of mortal souls. Using Daedric machines called
0: Dark Anchors, um, he plans to merge the world of Tamriel with the realm of Cold Harbor in Oblivion, which is the realm he rules. And there's an ancient prophecy in the Elder Scrolls, that says that the soulless one will thwart Molegball's plan. And in fact, the player is the soulless one. At the very beginning of the game, Ball steals their soul from them. And during the course of the game, they're trying to get it back.
4: In order to turn Moloch Ball's schemes against him, the player must go to Cold Harbor, his Oblivion plane, and find out where his soul is being held and why, what is so special about his or her soul that Moloch Ball keeps it secreted in such dangerous places and under such mighty wards and guards. If the player can do that and find allies of his or her own, Then the player can turn the game against the God of Schemes himself and stop the merger of Oblivion and Tamriel.
1: Wow, awesome. The awesomeness that is that. And that's all in game footage, this show. Yeah.
6: I would like Lawrence Schick to announce my arrival everywhere I go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, this is Shank.
1: His
3: entrance into McDonald's was a weary one, but he knew exactly what to
1: parch his thirst. I can't wait to see those dark anchors in action. They look so awesome in that video. Yeah.
0: What I think I think one of my favorite parts about this video is is there's two revelations that we've never known about. And I think the one that really hits you right in the face is you're gonna go to Cold Harbor. Now, if you if you pay really close attention to all the news that comes out, you know you you do know that these dark anchors are coming from Molag Bal. They're hitting Tamriel, and he's trying to drag Tamriel into Cold Harbor. I don't think that's widely known, but there are people out there that you know watch the news close, and they do know this. Um, but we've never been told that we're actually going to go to Cold Harbor. It's always just prevent Tamriel from being sucked into into Cold Harbor.
6: May I make one minor correction, there, sir? C. Um, he's. I, I would say that he's trying to suck uh, Nern into Cold Harbor, as that is a plane of oblivion. Just uh, if I can be totally, you know,
0: pedantic. You can but go him. on <laughs> off the show now. It's all right. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, that needed to be said. Uh, of course. Probably not. I was just being a dick. <laughs> Continue yeah. on, good sir, with your point. The other, the other revelation that, uh, that I think comes out of this, at least for me anyway, was that story-wise, we know that Molag Bal steals your soul, but we don't know for what reason. And this, we get a little tiny glimmer of a hint that the reason why he's stealing your soul is because he needs your soul specifically in order to fulfill whatever plans that he has. Those were, those were two things that I, I learned out of this. I learned epicness.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> any other uh, thoughts, guys? Come on. Come on.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, did I, was I interrupting somebody? I heard somebody speak. In any case, I'm going to go anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the, one of the cool things that struck me was um, not so much the, uh, the awesome information that was, uh, that was in the video, but really was the, the art style of Cold Harbor, I thought it was it was really, really cool. And at least, I mean, I've only played two Elder Scrolls games, but uh, that's an art style that I haven't really seen in either of those games, and uh, as it should be, because Cold Harbor is a totally different plane of Oblivion. So I thought it was really, really cool and interesting
1: how they uh, did it. You kind of remind me of Mordor. <laughs> Mordor. <laughs>
2: really? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but as Robert P. 3001 pointed in the chat room, uh, yes, Coldharbour is actually supposed to be a clone of Tamriel, so. Really. Yes.
6: It's like the inverse sort of.
2: It, it's like the, so, the mirror. It's like a shadow world. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> that could have been like Moloch um, Ball's staging point somewhere out in the world, and like, right. Cierdell. That's what I was
2: figuring. Yeah, you know, that's his. That's his Fortress of Doom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fortress of Doom. Is there going to be a giant eyeball?
3: <laughs> no, but there may be a giant Darth Vader looking helmet that rises up from the lake where all the bad guys sit and discuss things you know that was the case well, I had- just go over there
1: and bow like,
5: yes my luck ball yes, well he has Solomon
2: Grundy <laughs> as
1: his right hand man
4: <laughs>
1: Bellot <laughs> alrighty any other last comments on that guys before I move on I'll take that as a no mhm we're going to be doing something in this week's episode that is uh, a little bit different. We haven't done it in a long time. We did it a while back, but we're going to open up the floor to some fans in the chat room via phone call. So yeah. Farwin, if you want to get that information out to the uh, guys in the chat room, guys and gals. Absolutely. I'm uh, typing in the,
0: the phone number right now. Give us a call, and uh, maybe you want to discuss some of the, the news that we we spoke about today, how you feel about the... The uh, video we just played for you, or maybe your dev question of the week, that'd be nice. Or, or if you want to just of sound off on something. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, on ESO related. Yep.
1: So, here you go. Bam. There it is. Guys, give us a call. While they're doing that, guys, I picked up Oblivion again. I saw. And you know what? Yeah. I got so excited. I had to pull myself away from all the different projects this week. This week's been just a swamp for me of things to do. It's like non-stop. When I finally got a chance and got into it, it's like I remembered why I was falling in love with the game in the first place. And it, the weirdest thing about this play that really got to me was the fact that I'm not playing my normal character at all. Ever since I did the Knights of the Nine quest chain, it completely changed my perspective. And now I'm this, this, er, this, this hero. I, I'm turning into a Varwin on the game, Right? <laughs> I want to go around saving people. And not do thieving, not do anything. I don't want to steal anything. I I, I pressed the um, E key on accident near a horse and I accidentally got, stole it. I jumped right off like, no, I didn't do it. But a, a guard came and took me in, and I felt very ashamed. Normally, I'd just take that horse and just run off laughing, but not this case, not not this time at all. So I started, um, and I've been going around all over the Empire City doing that. Because one of the, my main things with my guy, one of his main perks, he's an, he's an agent, is his uh, personality. So what really? I really,
6: yeah, like I'm I'm assuming you're talking about like the, the attribute, the personality yes. attribute.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He has two different main skills that, that go off of it. I can't really think of him right now. So like her charismatic, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he has two different skills that are, that go off of that skill chain. So what I've been doing is I've been going, talking and doing that little wheel thing of awesomeness.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. Uh, It was uh, (laughs) Speechcraft, Mercantile, and something else, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: So I've been doing that to everybody in all of the Empire City, so everyone there is in love with me. (laughs) I even came across an orc lady on a horse that when I started talking to her, absolutely despised me. She had like an 11. (laughs) Wow. I got her up to 70 in in two tries. Nice. Nice. I've leveled up so much to where it now says when it came that, that pop-up on the screen. One thing I love about Oblivion is that the little bonus things that come up when you hit certain levels. And when I hit a high enough level in it, it said that now the negative effects do a lot less points removed than normal. So I can have like a – you know how the bar is, that, that rotating bar and those, those little pie pieces that one long – one big one, the little mm-hmm. tiny ones? Yeah. Yep. I actually tested it out and had one of those big ones on their most hated section, and it went, it went down four points. So oh, there you go. I <laughs> can get everyone to love me. And I, and I used it in the Virtuous Blood quest, or the Virtuous Blood. I had to go get that some information yeah. from a, a person, a, a, a shopkeeper in, in, in the Empire City, in the bookstore. And at first, he won't tell you anything. Went into that little, um, I, what is it called, Shank? I, my brain is gone.
6: Uh, The speechcraft wheel—it's the mini yeah. game.
1: The speechcraft wheel. Couple of, couple of minutes doing that, and that guy loved me, and he gave me all the information. And he spilled his beans. <laughs> so, and by the way, that quest so far is very interesting. Yes, dude. Just it—it it gets very uh, schemy. It does. I can tell already. I'm sitting there already facing my morality decisions here, because I got to the point where. The Order of the Virtuous Blood, I'm using my quotations here, was asking me to go kill this guy that they suspect to be a vampire. When I got to him, see, these guys that were so-called the Order of Virtuous Blood were creepy looking. And my guy's a midget competitor, I realize that today, that my guy is really, really short. <laughs> Went to this guy in the cabin. Sure enough, he's a normal dude. Normal guy, no, it wasn't me, they did it! And and I get the other side of the story, so then it came a morality decision. Do I kill him or I go confront them and find out if they're the vampires? Normally, old me would have said, let's go ahead and kill this dude and be on my way. But no. Now that I'm, so, now, now I'm becoming Ivarwiny, I have to uh, figure out the truth here. And I go back and I'm starting <laughs> the other way. So I'm going to continue that this week and hopefully get a lot further into that quest. It's just one of those random quests that I stumbled upon. So,
6: May I give you just one piece of advice, sir? As long as it doesn't spoil anything.
1: Oh, no, 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 it it doesn't spoil
6: anything. It just, especially because there's a lot of quests like the Order of the Virtuous Blood. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of quests in Oblivion that have layers in them. So, like, what seems one way at first, you you do a little digging and it's, you know, not necessarily that way. So, um, especially, I mean, it goes perfectly lockstep with your current character, who's like being this good guy, just... Like Treebeard said to uh, Mary, don't be hasty, Master Mary. Or Sergio, or Broseph, whatever, <laughs> in your decision-making on your quest. But it's it's a sweet quest, man. You're going to love it.
1: I hope so. I'm, I'm just beginning in it. I've only gone through like four or five stages of it mm-hmm. before I had to go off and do something else. So it looks like we're having an issue with uh, the whole Skype thing. You yeah, I'm
0: currently trying to work on that right now. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. All right, let's get into an email while he works on that. We have an email from Paul M. Dave, you want to take this one?
3: Yes. This comes from Paul M. It says, hi, guys, Paul here, a.k.a. Obi Wang 1975. Longtime listener and massive fan of the show and live chat. I got a question for you all, though this is primarily aimed at Lou and Shank, only because they have played all the Elder Scrolls games but I'm keen on hearing what everybody thinks. With the Elder Scrolls Online opening up the entire world of Tamriel to us, do you think that future single-player Elder Scrolls games are going to lose the mystery and impact that previous iterations have done for us? Love to hear what you guys think, and keep up the good work. Skyrim may have come to a close, but the legend will always go on. Many thanks, Paul.
6: Um, could I just correct something real quick, uh, just to so I can't. Nobody gets the wrong impression. I've only played two of the games, uh, not all of the games. That would that would be Lou. I've actually I played and all the games as yeah, well. Yeah, And I was just gonna say, Joe, I think you you have
1: Daggerfall and Arena, don't you? I played about two hours of them, so I haven't really played a lot into them. Well, Arena, I put like five hours in just trying to get a stupid dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more than what I have, man. So, so Lou, you got an answer for this?
2: Yeah, actually, well, Paul, you're not really going to lose the mystery and impact that the games will have, well, that future games will have, because remember, think about it. Even though we'll be playing Elder Scrolls Online soon, okay, and we're playing it in the second era, all right, when all these myths and legends that we experience in Skyrim are supposed to have happened, okay, it won't make it any less exciting for anyone, because you know what, you'll have that, feeling of, you're actually making history. You are making the myth. You're making the legend. Okay, you're seeing it there as it happens. And I think when they do come up with Elder Scrolls Six, they have a lot of material to work with and work a story to where, yeah, you know what, you're going to see it from I guess a different point of view, a different perspective. Okay? Uh, I mean, yeah, anyone can go to like the Elder Scrolls wiki, UESP, the Imperial Library and just see all you Know all the lore that's there, you know, but nothing beats actually seeing it worked into a quest where you know Shank gets amazed and stares at the screen for five minutes, looking at the uh, you know, the wall of text, going, <laughs> Wow, look at this. <laughs> it's all going to depend on how the writers create the game. I mean, as Joe can attest to, since he's been a game designer, game developer, you know, and he's also a writer to boot, he could take something like that and work it into a believable story that that will encapsulate you. Yeah. It doesn't matter that doesn't matter if you know the history of what happens in Valenwood or SummerSet Isles or in Skyrim. It matters that Joe makes you a part of it and makes you want to take part in it because of the way he's written that quest, that story chain.
1: I think one of the big things right now you gotta look at is it's the games the single player games you're playing is in the present. They're not delving into the past. The past that they've written is only going to enrich the next game for you guys. If you're playing Elder Scrolls Online and you know that area that they do Elder Scrolls 6 for, you're going to get even more involved because you know the lore. You were there, you know? So it's going to be diving into the future of uh, Elder Scrolls lore, not the past.
6: Uh, Joe, I, that's, I 100% agree with you. <clears throat> Completely. That's that's a, exactly what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we got uh, Martin Martin joined us here on Skype. Hello, hey guys. How you doing? Hey, Martin. How are you? Welcome to uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. How are you? Good, good. What do you got for us?
1: Um, I watched the, the, the video earlier today. I thought that looked really cool. I'm um, definitely looking forward to it. I was wondering what you guys thought about the anchors and how that may tie into what they may have done earlier with Oblivion. Hmm. Hmm. Good question. As far
0: as like the anchors are concerned and how it's, how it's tied in with, with Oblivion, and, in what way?
1: Um, I, I haven't gotten that far in the Oblivion quest yet since um, I just started playing that about a month or so ago. So I don't know from if you guys have played it more, yeah. uh, if that factors in anything. Oh, um, like if
0: the, uh, if the anchors actually appear in Elder Scrolls Four?
2: Right.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, Shank, well, I mean, you've, you've played the game more than we have, I wouldn't think. <laughs> um, uh,
6: I've, they, they do not appear. The anchors themselves don't appear. Um, it, b- but there is a mechanic in Oblivion, um, and the reason why it's called Oblivion is because th- there's a mechanic in the game where you have these Oblivion gates that pop up, and you have to actually enter the gate and close the gate, so it kind of you know closes off that portal from Oblivion into Cyrodiil. Now, if that mechanic is going to hold true for ESO, I'm honestly not sure. Um, I don't know, since uh, you other guys on the show, uh, you know, you have more experience than I do and have, you know, spoken to the guys, so I don't know if uh, they've mentioned anything like that uh, regarding the mechanics.
1: You know, when it, this is kind of, um, I don't know if this really pertains to it, but the Dark Anchor mechanics are twofold. They are a design mechanic for, first and foremost, to add interest into the world, a dynamic quest event. But two, to play off the story of Moloch Ball, and it's not going to be exactly something that's going to be featured in other Elder Scrolls games, as in the the older ones, because it was never they came up for they came up they came up with it for this game in particular.
0: Oh, very interesting.
1: All right, Martin. Well, thanks uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for letting me drop yeah, in. Of course. Take care, bud. All right. <clears throat> while we figure out our next caller, let's get into some more play, guys. What do you think? Yeah. Can I, can I just comment
6: on something real quick I love that our fans have like very you know you can tell that they've thought about these things and they they, they it's really cool getting like you know a very I guess thought provoking question like that. I, that that's all I want to say
1: <laughs> right okay <laughs> let's get into some David Dean Force Adams yeah that kind of sounded wrong sorry so- Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, everybody's into that, giggity. Um, Yeah, this week I played Scrim. I played a lot, actually. Um, This week has been all about trying to get my bound bow. And I was under the assumption that bound bows were added to shops when you reach Conjuration level 30. It's actually a level 50 spell. So, you don't find it until much later than 30, which is where I where I ended up at. So, I, I threw a fit. I looked everywhere because I do not accept no for an answer. As you do. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that for sure. So, what I did is I found out that there's this place called Fort Amol Prison. Fort Amol Prison was taken over by a bunch of conjurers. In fact, right in the middle of it is a Julianos statue that you can talk to and get the blessing of Julianos, which is plus 25 magica, which is amazing! It's a- actually, um... northeast of Guard, The one that you... The town Ibersted. right before you walk... Iversted, thank you. The one right before you walk up to get to the, uh... The big mountain with all the guys who yell a lot.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the far that screen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dave, can I interrupt you for Anywho, one second? What's up? Can I interrupt you for one second? I just got to mention about your your uh, your notes and how you write them. <laughs> I find very interesting. Uh, Blessing of Julius, twenty five magic bound bow in a bucket. Nudist colony in the east.
3: Yes. <laughs> that, well, that's I, I I annotated. First off, yes, there's a bound bow in a bucket. Under a lantern in the <laughs> northwest entrance of Fort Amol Prison. If you can possibly remember that, good luck, because I, I went through guide after guide trying to find out where this dang thing is. There's They actually spawn a bound b- bow book before level 50 for you to get. So I was all like, sweet! So I actually got it. Took me a bunch of fighting to get into the dang place and get it, but I, I did. And then I was just like, Awesome! So I get to play around with my new bound bow. I walk straight out from Fort Amel prison, and I'm I I was sneaking, but I couldn't see anybody around. And it was all like, "You're detected." It's like, "What?" So I walk out, and there's this big salt flats where these like the standing water. There's a freaking nudist colony. <laughs> lounging around laying in the water with their hands behind their heads just hanging out I swear I have never seen
0: anything like this in so all of Skyrim what hold are you on one using? second Dave we've got, uh, we've got Mara coming on in hey Mara is that you you're live on Elder Scrolls off the record hello hey Mara how are you
5: I'm good it's Mara by the way Just in case Mara.
0: Mara excuse me I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm very sorry
5: don't worry Geesy about
0: it Mara, I get it a lot so what do you got for us dear
5: Um, after watching that, uh, Cold Harbor video, I noticed that the prisoners, or what I assume was the prisoners, they all kind of looked the same, and they were all like, uh, I don't know if it was like a mask or a hood, so I'm wondering what you guys think of that, like whether it's just like the raw soul or...
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I got the impression of, was a chained raw soul, like an imprisoned soul.
5: Yeah. So I think it's pretty, uh, interesting, because they all look pretty desolate, and you wouldn't think as a soul looking like that.
1: I didn't even
0: think of that. That's that's a good. Yeah, catch. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I thought of it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Joe with the SmackDown.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, Joe and Joe and Mara—they uh, they're on the game. Mara.
5: <laughs> yeah, Mara.
0: Double uh, Mara. Mara. Well, at least
5: you didn't call me Maria. So.
1: <laughs> True. All right. Well, thanks for calling.
5: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah.
1: Take care. So, Dave, what mod are you using? Because I want to get it. (laughs) I'm actually not using
3: a mod to put nudist colonies in my game. I swear to God. (laughs) And I just want to say, I actually had an ex named Mara. That is an awesome name. I think she. I know she's already not in the thing, but I just want to put that out there. Anyway, also, (laughs) (laughs) um, I decided to pick up the Alduin storyline, so I. I actually got up to where I get my third word from the unrelenting shout. Um, I need to do the party at the Thalmor Embassy, but that's where I kind of leave off on that storyline because that that quest is abhorrently bad. So instead, I started the Dark Brotherhood, and I killed everybody up to through Belithid, who's in Dawnstar, who's working the um, the I don't know. She's over. She's one of the people smelting things. And every time I try to fight her, I get myself killed because somebody sees me. So I was really hoping that one of y'all could educate me on how to kill the woman in Dawnstar working the smelterator. Uh, with I a bow. A- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe.
1: No, that's it. I'm
3: done. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> well, I, I'm using my bound bow, but everywhere I try to hide to get out of the view, I shoot her once and everybody sees me.
1: Dude, I have... Oh. I had a video... It's actually up on our YouTube page. I sniped her from the other side of Dawnstar through two buildings when she's walking down a road. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And honestly, that
0: was...
6: I'm not kidding, Joe. That was one of the ways I was going to suggest you do it.
1: (laughs) It was a hard shot, Dave. I had to lead her and... Oh, man. But yeah, I was literally on the other side of Dawnstar where I could barely see between two buildings as she was walking from her mind down the road. I shot while she was behind one of the buildings the arrow met her just as she came within that line of sight and I hit her in the head ouch and I have a video of it it on our YouTube page so beat that Dave
3: I'm definitely going (laughs) to have to pull that off because that's where I'm at right now
2: well there is a spot that's actually one of the buildings that's just southeast of her position behind Mm -hmm. her smelter okay it's near the inn alright it's a small little path between two of the buildings and you walk directly behind the building and there'll be some trees right in front of you that you can actually uh use as a line of sight break. Cover. Yeah, use that for cover. And you just wait for the guards to walk by, anybody else to walk by. And uh, what I did was since I knew the guard walked around. I just literally did the alright when he hits when he hits the you know, where her area is, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Wait how long it took him to get there. Mm-hmm. Waited for him a couple times, and then when I knew he was furthest away. That's why I popped her. <laughs> and I've done it with my my assassin with the bow and on uh, my battle mage. That's so.
3: awesome. Yeah, because that's it just irritates me because every time I tried like t- three times to kill her. And every time it's like the guard's like, hey bro, I saw you shoot her in the face.
2: <laughs> Wasn't me, I'm the thane. Piss off. Word.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's that's where I'm at. That's all for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys. Let me see here. What else do we got? Well, if Ivan looks for our last call of the evening. We are having a blast with these calls, guys. So yeah, this is fun. I like this. Yeah, we may be doing fun. it again next week as well. So join us in the chat room if you want to get on the show and uh, pick our brains or torture us. Whatever you feel like doing.
0: Yeah. Sorry <laughs> if it's a little sorry if it's a little derpy right now. You know, we're we're trying to iron out some of the kinks on this. But
1: uh, so well, according to what they're going to be hearing after edit, it's going to be smooth. Cool. Very good. <laughs> We have another email, and I'm going to let Mr. Shank the Tank take this one from Chris C. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs>
6: <clears throat>
2: ah, excuse he me, he did.
5: Dear ESOTR crew, I oh, was a beta tester for the game Uru Live, the MMO version of the highly popular puzzle questing game series Myst. I had high hopes when it <sighs> launched. Unforgettable in its expansive experience and breathtaking visuals, very similar to Tesso. almost six, six years ago. It was what the mist fans were praying for. then it died. Oh dear. the reason was this <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> The new areas took too long to develop. We were promised a new world every month and saw one every six if we were lucky. Once we finished the main content, we held out for a long time, but it wasn't enough. I hope Tesso doesn't fall into this trap. They need to constantly be releasing new content. This isn't a single-player test game. The mad rush they have to complete content now should never stop. New Daedric Realms, Akavir Exploring the Mayama Realm, the list goes on. Thank you, Chris, aka Arnold Bloodmane, the Kajit, AKA Asmodius, Dove the Argonian.
6: Boo.
2: AKA Juno <laughs> <Jampier. laughs> oh, <well done. laughs> uh. That's awesome.
1: Do you guys want me to uh. take this or do you guys who, who wants to go? Go for it, Joe, go for it. <laughs> I think that it's absolutely crucial for the Zoss team to be constantly on top of adding new content I'm very hopeful that it's something that they, they will be on top of. It I think, it's like I said, it's critical. Um, I do have high hopes for it because of all the talk about the adventure areas, what are they called? Um, adventure zones? Adventure zones, yeah. As well as the, the promise of w- earlier on when they were talking about the game, they were saying that there's going to be locked areas all throughout Tamriel that they're going to be unlocking as the game progresses. And uh, hopefully they have all that... Th- Here's where it gets tricky. When you're designing a game as massive as this, having to add new content, if you don't really pre-plan it and have most of that content done even prior to launch, it's going to take a while to get it out fully tested and ready for the game because there's a lot you have to make sure it doesn't break the game. Um, Actually, I would like to
3: say one thing on this. And... Just to speak towards the popularity of a game as to if it's going to continue getting expansions, Final Fantasy XI has been around for, what, the last 75 years? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's still, it got its its latest expansion, like, what, last week? That thing's never going to die. Like, you're going to have to take a pickaxe to its servers to kill it. People love that game. That's how I feel about ESO. ESO people, like the the people who play ESO and love it and are ridiculous about it, (laughs) Shank, love it to the point where they will never put it down. And this is the sort of game I can personally expect to see expansions for into the next decade. Yeah, and that was my that
6: was going to be my question is uh, you guys you know are way way more experienced in MMOs than I am. Uh, is, I guess what is the typical uh, lifespan for uh, DLC? Because I know uh, Bradford was saying that you know Lotro's expansion just came out. And that's six or seven years old. So, well,
1: the ideal method for an MMO to hit, which most do not hit, is minor content patches every month to two months. Okay. And then with a major expansion every year to two years. Okay. Uh, expansions being something you have to buy, as in the yeah. content patch is something that comes free, like, you know, once a month on Tuesdays.
6: Okay. And cool. would those be just be like performance or like little like things as uh, well? they usually like, bug
1: fixes, and and a lot of times they'll try to get in. Like I know World of Warcraft does it. They'll try to get in um, like a new raid zone, or okay. new questing in some areas, just to give more content for the players.
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah, every, every game, it, it's, actually, it's actually kind of infrequent, um, at least from what I've seen in my perspective, that a game actually fails. And what I mean by failing is that servers are shut down, that's it, no one plays this game anymore, soft, software's useless, throw it in the trash. Okay. <laughs> um, and now, now as far as you know, MMOs being super popular and becoming cultural icons, that's rare. But I mean, there are tons and tons and tons of MMOs that come out, and I'd say you know most of them are still running, and people enjoy them, and they have their their niche fans, and those people constantly play. So, oh god, Lineage, yes, mm, see yes. that? Age, mm-hmm. Age of Conan is a is another game. Yep, that one. That, that that game can be good or bad depending on your style, but I mean the fact is, is it's still running,
2: right? And you at know? some point in the chat room, uh, Karioske, yeah, Ultima Online is still up and running, and it's been around since 1998, along with that request one 1999, and it still has expansions coming <laughs> out. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but one thing I do want to point about this, though, is that yes, I mean I also feel Chrissy's concern. Because I know we've we discussed this before. You are going to have people out there who are called the content locusts. Okay, these are going to be the people. All right, I'm not saying it's either good or bad, but these are just people who, who have the time or the wherewithal. They can literally blow through content in a fast period of time. Yeah. Okay. Those and are your high-end guilds. Right. And man, a-
3: I hope we don't have one of those on the show. <laughs> <laughs> <Not bad.
2: laughs> I figured we're not already playing Excel spreadsheets with like, yeah, we need to see this, this, and this. Oh, oops. Um, <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, people who just do their play style can literally, you know, do that.
6: Wow. Okay? okay.
2: You know, sometimes for good or for bad, you know, you'll have people who are like that who will go to the boards on the official boards and complain that there's nothing to do. Okay. And I find that <laughs> to be, you know that's a problem because you know no one told you to blow through the content in a week, and now you you know you're coming here complaining about not having to do well. Who told you to stay up 24 hours a day?
0: I.e., <laughs> I. Dave, we're talking to you, Dave.
3: Yeah, I know. I was like one of the top 10 people to clear uh, Cataclysm
0: when when it came out for a while. No one told you to down River of Souls in a day.
2: <laughs> we did no it anyway, yo. <laughs> but yeah, as Joe mentioned before. You know, these companies, you know, hopefully have a game plan to have content already lined up and written and done. To say, yeah, in three months we're going to release this. You know, it's already done and tested. In six months we're gonna have this done. You know, it's all written, it's done, it's produced. All you do is test it and release at this date. Because otherwise, yeah, you, you will have those people, that crowd that will say there's nothing to do, we're bored, games fail.
6: <laughs> God.
2: Yeah. Because they literally just blew through content a week, a month or what have you. That like uh, actually makes common. me mad.
0: <laughs> that's it makes everyone mad, but but the fact is is that's that's you know, it's very, very, very common. You see it on, on yep. the boards all the time.
1: Let those people complain. I'm gonna be enjoying L Scrolls Online for a very long time. Indeed. Yes. Uh, we got some playtime to get into, and I'm gonna to go to Varwing because I want to hear about his Knights of the Nine progress.
3: <gasps> ah yes, 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 yes,
1: yes.
0: Yeah, I got uh two pieces of the uh the Crusaders armor. Woo. Yay. I picked up the Which curious. Huh? Well I'm gonna tell you right now if you just sit down and shut well, up. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well stop being excited. Stop <laughs> it, Dave. <laughs> okay, wh- what did you get? What did you get? Why don't you go clear some content,
3: Dave? Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go on the forums and complain
0: about it. Children. <laughs> Children. So I got the uh I got the curious and uh the gauntlets. That's uh yeah. that's what I did. Alright, so moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Wow, I'm that actually, was thrilling. Um, I'm curious what you thought of the uh, the Gauntlet's
0: uh, quest there. What what I like about, and this applies to, to your answer uh, or that I'm going to give you now, what I like about this is that um, as each one of these pieces that I've gotten so far, I, I now have three, I've had to do three completely different things in order to get them. Um, I had to crawl through a dungeon which is my favorite thing in the world in these games to do in order to get the helmet. (laughs) It wasn't an easy dungeon either, by the way. Um, Then in order to get the, uh, the chess piece, I had to go to the priory of the nine, which is all the way in the South. So that was a long walk. But additionally, when I got there, I'm thinking that this must be like just a, a tiny little step in order to, to find this thing. Like, you know, surely it can't be here. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm expecting to crawl through another dungeon and, like, you know, nine other dungeons in order to get all of these pieces. And um, that's just not the way it is. And I was, very, I was very excited to see that. So I got into the Priory, and I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, for all intents and purposes, I mean, this place just looks, first of all, for, for being hundreds of years old, this place looks really nice. <laughs> um but, but uh there's nothing here. There's, there's nothing here. What what am I what, what am I doing? I, I walked around uh the first floor, went upstairs, looked around, looked at the bookshelves. I didn't even know really what I was looking for. I just knew that I was gonna be looking for eventually the chess piece, but I thought maybe there's like a book on the ground that'll say, like, okay, here's a diary and the chess piece is over here, and you know, I go travel that way. No, that wasn't there. Um, then I started looking for just anything that just seemed out of the ordinary, picked up a book or two, nothing, nothing great. And then I walked downstairs thinking, all right, let me, let me check around the grounds a little bit. And then I noticed off to the side is some um, large round uh, stone design on the yes. grounds. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, you know, I've been to these, these places before and there's, there's been. There's been this, you know, thing here, um, but let me just double check this. And sure enough, as I as I inspected it, the ring that I had from the previous dungeon fit inside. I'm like, oh, cool! This this is <laughs> here we go! This is it! Like I'm, to- I'm totally like on my way. I'm moving on up. And then like the moving the floor just drops from my feet. I'm like, wow! Back up! <laughs> it's just like boom, 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 boom. These steps appear right in front of me. I go downstairs, open up the door, and now I'm I'm in this uh this basement of the priory. And now things are starting to ramp up a little bit, you know. Um it's but it's seemingly there's really nothing in there either. There's a couple of chests, look through those, nothing nothing big, looks like a training ground. Notice a door off to the side, open that up, and now we're talking, here it is, hit the jackpot, because down um inside, but beyond that door. Was a um, like a, a large stone room, mm-hmm. and I think this is the same room that had the um, the stained glass window in the ceiling with light mm-hmm. coming down. Yep, uh, looked looked like a tiny little chapel. I go, I go walking halfway through as I'm I'm looking around trying to keep my eyes peeled, and boom, there it is, right in front of me. There's the chess piece, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is. A- it can't be no <laughs> I,
6: can't, I can't just grab it that can't, that can't be it
0: <laughs> you know like that's that's not it It that's it but it's not it it you know it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's just a piece of garbage on a stand down there that's not it I gotta crawl <laughs> through a dungeon and fight you know undead in order to get this thing so all of a sudden I'm, I'm halted by a ghost he goes hey hold on a second there you're not grabbing that just like that too. <laughs> <laughs> so I start talking with this guy, and and all these other, uh, and he's he's the ghost of a knight, and he starts telling me that you know he was once part of uh, Knights of the Nine, and uh, they they do in death what they could not do in life, which is protect the pieces of the the uh, armor of the Crusader. And then he's he's like, uh, so you want that thing behind me? Uh, you got to fight all of us. And I turn around, I'm like, oh, okay. What's going on, guys? There's like nine of you in here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so I I fought all nine knights in order to earn my chess piece.
6: And you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I like that you, you used the word earn my chess piece. There's no other way to describe that. Yeah.
1: No, I kited him. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> being <laughs> around the bros he- yeah
0: no I, I didn't do so much kiting <laughs> um it was it was it was tough those fights were really tough a couple of those guys really really uh you know hit me hard and i, I found myself you know running very quickly uh, tactically retreating I should say to uh to, to heal up and uh, you know take care of it that way Fair Fair enough. Enough. so which yeah. console commands were used I can't tell you, Dave. I'd have to kill you. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and I had a question actually. How uh, – when you were searching around uh, uh, for the uh, – to activate the, the symbol on the floor, how long did it take you to figure that – to find that?
0: Um, I mean probably about – probably about five or ten minutes. Yeah, because – you found it when
6: i first played it it took me and my buddy we we're like dude what are we supposed to do like we had no we were in there for legit like 15 20 minutes
0: yeah and
6: finally noticed that
0: damn thing on the ground i mean i i i look through everything you know i i follow the walls i look for things that are out of place i look at the bookcases i i make sure i'm looking at i know what i'm looking at when it comes to what's in chests um, because it, when it comes when it, when it's not so obvious as to what the next step really entails, I kind of go into this. You could be looking for anything out of place mode. Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically what I was doing. I was just thinking like, all right, what's the developer trying to show me here right now? Like, what what should I be looking at? What should I be seeing? And uh, that's that's how I came across this. I was literally about to walk out and just start checking around the grounds, thinking maybe I just you know walked into the wrong place. So the first place I went into was the chapel. Oh yeah, yep. And then I, I walked into the chapel and I saw the altar, and I I'm, there was nothing inside the altar. There was, and then I looked off to the side and I saw like a brown cup next to a whole bunch of candles. I am like, that's nothing.
2: <laughs> 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 like,
0: I don't know why that would be here, but it's nothing. <laughs> well, believe me, I check everything. <laughs> um, and then, and then it doesn't stop there. After you talk with these, after you you beat all these guys and you have to talk with them. Now, I had, a, I had just enough patience to talk to one guy and get the quest for one of the pieces of of armor. And I was about to leave, which was, which was the gauntlets, by the way. I was nice. about to leave, and I said, you know what? Let me, let me have a conversation with each one of these guys just so I can grab all the quests for each one of these things and then go out and, and do it all and then come back. And that, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I spoke with everybody. I got all the uh, the quests that, that I need in order to get all of these pieces, and I just sort of moved my way up to Coral, to um, the Cathedral of Stendar. Did you Did you walk? I walked. Good man. I'm so happy. I walk <laughs> for a lot of trolls. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Elder Scrolls
1: wookies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's so sand curious. hair. Walking is for
1: those who have too much time on their hands. <laughs> oh, it's the only way
0: to—it's the only way to experience the game.
1: I beg to differ, but okay.
0: So, so then, uh, well, yeah, and I, I beg to differ too, and I'll get into that in a few seconds. Um, <laughs> Wait, Varma, did you just differ with yourself? I did. I—I'm I, going on the record saying that I disagreed with my previous statement. There you go. You should be Very a
3: good. politician.
0: Yeah. Well I'm not <laughs> flip flopping, Dave. <laughs> I would disagree. That is your right, sir. All righty then. What else you got, everyone? <laughs> so here, <Owen>? so <laughs> I I moved up to Coral and um started uh trying to figure out the quest on how do you get the gauntlets off the ground that won't that refuses to be removed from the ground. And I liked this quest because it was really fast. You know, considering the uh <laughs> Detective work I had to do, and then the the onslaught of melee action that was the Knights of the Nine. I was I was looking for something that's going to be a little low key, and that's exactly what this was. And I was I was completely ready for it. I, I, at that moment, if I had to crawl through an expansive dungeon, I would have just turned the game off, <laughs> saved it, turn it off, and say tomorrow's the day for this, not right now. Uh, those knights they put up a big fight, all nine of them. So- <laughs> So, I go into the uh, cathedral, and I find out that, as per uh, Lou's lore segment last week, I was told a story of how the, the, um, one of the knights who had the gauntlets uh, struck a beggar inside uh, Stendars Chapel. Uh, the gauntlets fell off. They've, they've been on the floor ever since. No one could pick them, off, pick them up off the ground as if they were the heaviest objects on, in the world, and uh, and one of his the the curse of he was cursed with being uh, lethargic all the time, and that curse has carried on for three hundred years to uh, to his descendants, whom luckily enough one of them was staying at the chapel, looking for a cure. So I approached this individual and, and spoke to him, and he said that, sure enough, yes, he is uh, he is the person that, that is uh, you know afflicted, and uh, he he thinks that the the priest of the chapel who had told me this whole story uh, seems a little oh. st- strangely guilty every time he speaks to him. So I approached the, the priest again and explained, and, and the priest it comes out with it, and he says, "Yes, it's true. Um, <laughs> I am guilty when I because I know every single time I speak to this guy." That uh, I can cure him. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So, uh, and by the way, his name is Kellen. Um, is that the uh, the small child with the really deep man
3: voice? No. Oh, okay. Because I saw Joe do the, a quest in this chain, and there was a a small child with a very deep man voice, and it made me
0: giggle. You no, know, I can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> Looking, I'm looking forward to a uh, child with a man voice.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you want to play some football with me?
1: Whoa!
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it like oh. totally did not fit this little kid's body.
2: He <laughs> kid <laughs> looks five years old. You got Barry White's voice. Hey. Hey.
1: <laughs> kid, you got a future. <laughs> you got a future, kid.
0: <laughs> so, uh, he tells me, "Yes, I can." I can I can cure him, but I I don't want to because curing him means that I take the the affliction onto myself. I can understand that, but you know you're a priest, so you should be doing. It. <laughs> so Then he asked the question I knew he was going to ask: Do you happen to know anybody that would have the ability to do this? My God! Like, oh. well, well, yes, Lydia here she. <laughs> <laughs> My follower <laughs> who has sworn to carry my burdens. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. Um, so I had to pray at the altar over there in order to receive Stendar's blessing, which was lay on hands. Ran downstairs. I'm going to get my gold. I'm going to get my gold. Boom. You all healed. Lay on hands. And the guy's like, oh, my God, I can run. I feel green now. Start- wow! Oh yeah, he was excited. He was so happy. Dave, it was that guy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah,
3: that's the the kid. He looks like he's like twelve, but he has a
0: really deep man voice. <laughs> I, I I didn't get the sense that he was he was childish, or that he was like a child. But oh, I didn't get that from him. He looked he looked old enough to me. He looked old enough to vote. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like he was old enough to drink. So in any event, um, after I, I, you know, cured him, ran upstairs, grabbed the gauntlets and put them on and yeah, two pieces. So I was excited. There you go. <laughs> That's it. I don't know which one I'm going to go after next. Shank. What do you, what do you suggest? um, oh my god
6: okay so let's see you have the curious and the gauntlet so I think that means you still have the uh the boots shield yes greaves and something else mace maybe or sword one Wanna... of yeah it's mace. he's got the,
1: weapon. He got the weapon there's a sword in there too mm-hmm Ew.
6: oh man which one should you go next I you know what
1: any mini mini
0: mo and go I yeah it <laughs> too long uh Joe could... which one should I go for
1: <laughs> boots definitely a sword yeah shield uh, the shield is an interesting part.
0: Oh, maybe I'll do the shield then. Spear and magic helmet.
1: I'm wondering if the shield's the one with that really <laughs> annoying
0: <laughs> puzzle. Spear
2: and magic helmet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: so uh, so that that was that was Oblivion, and I had some time to uh, to fit in a little a little Skyrim this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So all right, here's the thing: I, I did play Skyrim, but I didn't play Skyrim like I normally play Skyrim. Okay. Uh, so y- what's up? You, you and Joe both, you're playing games
6: n- unlike your normal selves. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, th- now, because of you, Shank, I, I now walk everywhere. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this porter, time, I-, I downloaded a mod, and uh, Doctor Who fans out there, perk your ears up on this one. I downloaded a mod called TARDIS. Already bored so <laughs> this this thing is this mod is amazing it's absolutely amazing it's exactly what you think it is and it's exactly what you hope it is it's that it's that cool um i i wasn't walking everywhere this time i was using my time in relative dimension in space oh yeah uh vehicle to to fly around i well, not fly but appear everywhere uh in in, uh, in Skyrim yeah it was awesome so <laughs> I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll talk about the, the mod real quick um, it's made by this guy named Shattered Steel uh, you can uh, get it off of uh, Skyrim Workshop and it's uh, located which basically what happens is you, you download you download the TARDIS into Skyrim and it, the first time you go looking for it it's going to be in Whiterun in a little fenced in area not far from that large tree that's in the middle of White Run.
2: The Guild of Green.
0: Right. You go there, and all of a sudden, you hear the TARDIS landing sound, and it appears right next to you. You go inside, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the inside of of the TARDIS, as if it were built in Skyrim. There's a console there, and all these little pull handles, and um, you can uh, let's see. Let me, because I wrote this down, there's a pull handle. There's a general pull handle. All right, the place warps you to 60 different places in in Skyrim. And uh, there's specific levers for uh, word walls. Um, what else? The uh, the major cities and the standing stones. And there's <laughs> when you when you pull the handle, sometimes you'll end up inside of a dungeon.
2: Oh nice.
0: Yeah. So I was just going all over Skyrim inside my little TARDIS. You, know, you go run inside, you pull the handle, you go to, you know, a random place out of the 60 that that are in there and you go run it back out and there you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little thing, but if you're a Doctor Who fan, it, it was it was a tremendous amount of fun. I highly recommend it. So um, that is uh, TARDIS by Shattered Steel. Apparently it's in his beta version right now. Um, he wants to add in a uh, sonic screwdriver, possibly a quest. So,
1: And that was uh, Ivarwin's playthrough bought to you, brought to you by the crafting table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Ivarwin, uh, want to try to get one more call in before we go too much further? Well, actually, we're going to go a little bit further because we're going to get to another email. This one sure. comes in from Nash. She says, hey guys, I was thinking about the buffs. Is it affected by region? Then elsewhere may have increased skooma trade. Is there any other regions that will have a certain type of buff that you can think of? I don't think they're even going to do that kind of thing. Can I ask, what what is a buff? A buff is, you know, like buff, getting stronger. It's a, usually a spell that affects some kind of, it's a passive spell that affects some kind of attribute make you stronger oh
6: okay okay okay
3: it's an activated passive spell like you activate it and then for a duration of time it becomes a passive increase to something okay 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 cool
6: so basically i've been using them and have no idea that they were called buffs yes (laughs) yes all right cool (laughs)
1: But right now it would be all speculation because they really haven't said anything about that. Gotcha.
6: Although, I I think a skooma buff would be really sweet. I'm pretty sure both Dave and I would be totally down.
3: Oh, yeah. I would love a skooma
1: buff. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be an excellent idea. Um, The screen gets wobbly and (laughs) weird.
2: Yeah. page in and out. It goes blank (laughs) occasionally. (laughs) What the hell did I do last night? I have no clue. buffs. Mm.
1: There is one little oh, tidbit boy. of news really quick, guys, and that is... Never mind, we're not going to do that one.
2: Alright, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, one thing to say I'd like to add about the buffs, with regards to Nash's question. Um, I've been thinking about the buffs, too, and I would hope at some point you know, it doesn't become a crutch. You know, buffs are nice, but you know, I hope that it will become a necessary part in order to do something. So if you don't have this ability or you didn't go far enough down this line, get these buffs, it still doesn't make you, uh, I guess, a non-viable type character. Or where it becomes where in order for anyone to defeat content, you have to have X, Y, and Z buffs. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Where it becomes just buff wars. <laughs> buff wars? <word. Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> As we used to call them, galaxies, Star Wars galaxies. <laughs> 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 All
1: righty, Lou. Uh, what about your game time? Plan- your game time this week, buddy?
2: Oh, still working on a battle mage. That's epic. Slowly, but sh- yes, and she's still up there. So right now, she's currently thirty-seven. It's been slow going, but still steady. and still, you know, I'm not in a rush t- to get her to the same level as my assassin. Was playing she again. Uh, she is high elf. Okay, that's right. <clears throat> <laughs> and with the uh, the elf mod I downloaded, she looks a hell of a lot better than the default model in vanilla Skyrim. Let's put it that oh, way. Yeah. she looks so much better. Okay, uh, so that's why I, you know. Yes, that's one of the things that why I enjoy playing because yeah, with the model mod that I'm using, it does make playing the elf characters better. It just makes it more enjoyable, as opposed to looking at their really, for some strange reason, like drawn-out faces <laughs> look like they've been pinched, <laughs> or you know, stretched out. It's like, who, who came up with this idea? <laughs> yeah. This angle of look on these faces, but what have you? Um, as I said, she's M thirty-seven and still working Conjuration because I can't wait to get the uh, start the skill level ninety quests in the Mage College, Conjuration. And, you know, I've been storing up on some mats because I've been looking up the recipes on uh, some of the wiki sites. go, all right, what do I need for this one? Yeah. So I'm not repeating the process of, wow, I need ruined books. Mm. Let me go hot flinting through these runes again. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Never again. I'm stockpiling ahead of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> in advance. I
2: wrote I wrote down a list of all components for all these spells that I want to get. All right, what do I need? Okay, I've got that. Yep. I'm set, so I'm still, kind of, I'm halfway done, but once I hit 90, I know I'm going to have all materials, so I don't have to just do anything but just make the damn spell. <laughs> That's it, there 1 o'clock in the morning going, crap. Back to Avon Shell. Ugh. <laughs> Bruin books. Also, looking through my inventory, because I was cleaning house, or houses, since I have so many of them now. Since I have fame and at least three, uh, four of the places and just didn't realize how much junk I have, which I probably should just sell for money <laughs> and make myself richer.
6: Yes, yeah, yes, you should.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, just in 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 Breeze home alone, I literally had just um, two of the night tables or nightstands in the upstairs floor, where it's just weapons, you know, magic weapons or name weapons that I've uh, obtained throughout the course of this character so far. And I realized one of them I have a ton of magical weapons. Ton of staves. But I only use one. And it's the only what's ever on me. The only weapon like if you use um Sky UI, where you have the icon have to break out the list of weapon, of weapons you have, I only have one weapon and that's Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have all these I have all these great magical weapons, all these great staves, magical staves, like the staff of Magnus, is awesome staff of firewall. They're all sitting in a chest rotting because I don't need any. Cause I just use either <laughs> Wabajack or nothing gets close enough for me to use a staff weapon at all. <laughs> it's like, why even bother carrying the weapons? They're never going to get close to me. Wabajack. Wabajack. Yeah, sorry, Wabajack. Just does it. You know, if Wabajack fails, then I just run. <laughs> yes. Run and try again. I hope the, the random number generator works this time. So please kill it this time. Wabajack and peace tactic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or as I mentioned before, if you've got an area that has the, the, uh, the gates that close, you can actually put a lever, and you could probably still <laughs> shoot them through the gate, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> it's not a cheat. It's a great tactic. It works. <laughs> Thinking selfishly and how to stay alive at all times, works wonders. <laughs> and speaking of things with the jack, I have so uh, acquired... The mace of Moloch Ball.
4: Oh, nice!
2: Yeah, yes. I was like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> here, Lydia. Here's your new weapon. Here's your new toy. Here's some soul. Yeah. Here, here, here's some. Uh, you know, here's some stones. Carry those two.
0: Tell us. Uh, tell us about the quest.
2: Oh, just straight up. You know, I actually wasn't meaning to do it. I was going to save that one uh, for later on <laughs> because the life me. I was trying to figure out how to. Uh, Uh, initiate the quest again for the uh, the Ebony Blade Mm -hmm. in uh, Dragon's Mm -hmm. Reach.
6: Yes, oh yes. I love that one.
2: Yeah, so I'm tooling around outside in in Whiterun and then I just have my map because I'm thinking and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? You know what? While I'm thinking about how to start this quest again, let me just uh, take care of this one. And, uh, oh god, I forgot who I grabbed. That one NPC in, uh, oh god. Not the Winking Skeever. Uh-oh. Uh, gosh, God, it's that followers suck. Yeah, <laughs> he's at hunt- hunting lodge in White Run. vasker? He's no, no, not your vasker there's a, there's a hunting lodge <clears throat> right near the, uh, the gates of White Run that you can go into, right outside the, the, that Smith shop.
6: Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, the arrow guy, the arrow shop guy.
2: Yes, yes, that one. I know there's a follower, there, I used him. I was like you know what? I don't want to sacrifice Liddy, even though she's a pain in the tuckus. Um,
0: I can't do that to her.
2: I mean, like I said last week, I was so tempted though. After several fights last week, like, you know what? I here, give me all your stuff. Div- you you know should
0: have. Your- oh. You should have dragged Serana out and uh, go ahead, Remember. kill her. Good luck with it.
2: Oh, no, I- yeah, <laughs> <In> on guard. <laughs> not my mage. Not until I'm forty or something. Until you know where won't get me killed necessarily. Far, you know, four or five times a night. Like, what's that? No, stop raising the dead. Would you stop doing that? Fair enough. Not dealing with that. (laughs) Not quite yet. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I sacrificed him. His name escapes me for the moment.
6: He's one of the mercenaries in there, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's uh, sitting at that table at the far end of the uh, the building having a drink. So I hired him. Yeah, come on, follow me. Cool, I got something for you to do. (laughs) (laughs) Here, oh, great Daedric Prince, here's thy sacrifice. Ah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hired for a few you know bits of coin. <laughs> so here you go. Uh so again got the mace, gave it to her, now she's wielding that. and you know, quite happily filling up those stones for me. <laughs> Since again, I always keep forgetting, cast soul trap, they kill target. Cast soul trap, kill target.
0: So you have a follower that ha- that's using the uh the mace of Molag Ball.
2: Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
2: And I actually have, I also have a spellbreaker, but I'm wondering if I should give her that too.
6: No, just don't. Just it's way too valuable, dude. Just hold <laughs> on to it.
2: <laughs> I mean if she dies, I would just loot her body. <laughs> Get back.
1: And you can find the body. I've had instances where I couldn't find the body anymore. Yeah, that's exactly
6: yep. Good point. <laughs> they just sometimes ragdoll down the hills and you're like, okay,
0: <laughs> well, you're gone. <laughs> Here goes that one. <laughs> you just no, you nuked my way, follower.
2: My <laughs> Not been more than lost a follower, but I lost a damn shield. <laughs> damn. damn it. But yeah, and right now, like I said, uh, I'm going to go back to I am going to get the Ebony Blade. <laughs> I want to get that done, taking care of and out of the way. Still haven't checked, kicked off the Civil War yet. Not yeah. yet. No, not yet. I still what are you have waiting to, for? You know, I don't know. At this point, I, 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 I guess I want to be able to handle... Because, you know, that big epic fight that happens in Whiterun yeah. kicks off. I want to be able to survive at this time. Because the first time I ever did it with my assassin... You know, I kicked it off when she was only level 23. And I was getting my face handed to me <laughs> during the battle. Constantly dying, getting overwhelmed... And I, you know, it really annoyed the crap out of me. So I figured, you know what? This time, I'm going to make sure when I go in there.
0: Yeah, it's well, just I a real chore.
2: Exactly. Just sweep the battlefield. Okay. Unless I find out the hard way that oh yeah, by the way, the instant scales with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> the storm to attack are your level two, which and you're
6: st- playing as a conjurer, sort of. Do you have conjuring?
2: Yes, I do. I got my Etronax.
6: I was going to say because if you have that, dude, you could just conjure those and just send your minions out.
2: Oh, that's what I've been doing. Like I said, I've been sending. Up Lydia and either my Storm or my uh, Frost Atronach, and they just been going to town.
6: <laughs> Tank.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just having to way with things. <laughs> <laughs> I am also moving along steadily in the Dark Brotherhood storyline. Okay. Uh, doing one of the side assignments. Uh, That Asher asked me to do because she's kind of pissed that I'm becoming a listener. So I'm at that stage in the questline for Dark Brotherhood. Um, On a side note, I was waiting for that side contract uh, from Nazim. I think it's the one where you have to kill that pretentious prick of a mage in Whiterun. Mm, Mmm. (laughs) Bogros Wizard? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get that one. You know what? Remember when I first met you? (laughs) When I wanted to drop that Dragonstone on your head? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i know who you're talking about
2: exactly him oh yeah. i can't wait for him i i want that contract
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes well one who lets his betters do all the thinking no
2: you yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm just gonna fry you in your own bed there you go <laughs> can't wait for it <laughs> oh big thing though what i've been hating uh is that um the ability not to kill certain NPCs in the camps, whether you're Imperial or Stormcloak. Oh, I'm
6: God, dude. Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: You know, I understand they're essential, but in the game, if you've already openly declared your allegiance and you're moving that faction quest along. Okay, when I'm told to destroy these camps or I find these camps out there.
0: Right, you don't want to come in contact with that one guy who just won't, who just won't <laughs> go the way of the dodo, you know? Yeah.
2: It's like this is insane. I mean, I found it out on um on my assassin character, you know, where I literally just cleaned every camp I could, except for one or two people who just won't die.
0: Well, and they sh- they do that this way. You can change your mind at any point during that quest and go to the other go to the other faction, and you will ah. disrupt the the storyline.
2: Oh, oh, here we go. I mean, we're playing a single player role playing game, right? Yeah. Okay we want our choices to matter right right yes So this should be one of those consequences hey you know what yep you change your mind at the last minute but guess what you killed every npc you need to talk to in these camps oh well
6: <laughs> yeah no i i'm 100 percent with you lou i completely agree
2: i mean yes i understand you have that option to betray again at the last moment but then again you know there should be uh you know, hard felt consequence for your actions. If you decide that you're going to be openly imperial, openly stormcloak, mm-hmm. and you kill you know you kill these camps out, and then you find out oh you know I changed my mind, and you realize oh well I can't go anywhere now because guess what when my in my uh, earnest zeal, in, you know pursuing the goals of my faction, I inadvertently killed everyone I was supposed to talk to. Oops.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you got, you're gonna have to deal with that now.
2: Yeah, exactly, and you have to deal. I mean.
0: You force your well, time. there's that that line between you know how open do you make your game and how how much do you make your choices uh, close off certain certain things. Well, if it's role playing, then your choices should
6: carry weight. I that's my opinion on. That.
0: I, I I agree. I don't, I don't think you guys are wrong, but there there is that line between well, we want our choices to matter, but at the same time, we also want the game to feel you know open and. Um, personally i i agree with you guys but you know there there's i can see why they why they did that um because they want the game to feel open and you can you can do whatever you want
2: no but again i see your point but if it was really open then i should be able to kill them yeah you know know, it should be a way for them to tag all right you kill this guy but guess what go to this guy now
5: right
3: You know, there's a simple way to fix this that they didn't include in Skyrim, that they are including in ESO. What's that? If you make a choice, certain NPCs along your line won't be there. In this case, if an NPC is necessary for the other side, which hypothetically you could in the future talk to if you change sides, you shouldn't even be able to see them and interact with them until it's necessary if they intend for you to be able to to kill them then you should be able to kill them if they don't intend for that mm-hmm. then they should put them somewhere that they shouldn't be able to be killed
2: right or have them run off like you know if i was slaughtering his camp you know a little exactly. stormcloak, little stormcloak milk drinker runs away like he should <laughs> <laughs> fear the empire
3: <laughs> exactly and that's the thought process that they're putting into ESO that i'm really happy about
2: that's right, because you and I were a perfect example of that when we quested yep. together during PAX East. Exactly. Dave, Dave was heartless and cruel and let this woman writhe in agony.
3: Well, I, I didn't <laughs> that was let short her writhe in agony. <laughs> I pointed and laughed while she writhed in agony.
2: <laughs> Leaving me to hold the bag and all right, all right, I guess I'll be the good guy here. Here, here's the antidote.
1: <laughs> he was sitting there. Chick, you got owned.
2: Wow. That really sucks. He kicked your ass, but here's the anecdote, though. (laughs) I
1: I was kind
3: enough to help her by kneeling down next to the poor woman and telling her, go into the light.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Happiness awaits you there. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) With that being said, all with all the other, mo- well, the mod that Ivar uh, was talking about, it's hardest mod, which I, <laughs> I have downloaded myself now because that just sounds too cool.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta go for it.
2: it- exactly, and sonic screwdriver, uh, let that be a skeleton key. Yeah,
0: that would you know be, I mean? that would be awesome.
2: Let that be a skeleton key for you, with the little sounds and all, mm-hmm. Pixel. Um, with the mods, yes, I- I've been looking at several mods that have some heavy. All right, the Lord of the Rings themes. <laughs> Especially the weapons that you see from all the movies. Uh, armor sets, again, from all those armor sets you see in the movies, like, you know, uh, uh, the elf armor you see in Beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring, where uh, Gladriel describes the battle in front of Mount Doom. You see the armor sets, the weapons, and stuff. Um, armor sets, like you would see in uh, Return of the King, when Gandalf. And uh, Mary, you know, see the uh, the soldiers there, their armor and stuff. Yeah. And there are even a couple of uh, packs out there, uh, uh, DLC packs, sorry, uh, mod packs. Uh, you can have the companions or the Fellowship there <laughs> with you as well. So you can have Gimli. Ah, there you go. And his axe. And my axe. <laughs> or Legolas, you know, or even Aragorn. You can have him as well.
0: And these are these are mods that you can download.
2: Yes, off the. That's of Steam cool. Workshop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's also there are also a bunch of them also on the Skyrim Nexus. Okay. And to end things, um, and now every time I play Skyrim, ever since Vikings came out in History Channel, mm-hmm. you know it's it's just where Nordic goodness abounds. You know. <laughs> oh, look, Artha, Shield Maiden of Ragnar. That's right. <laughs> every time I create a Nord female character, it's it's her. It's going to be her.
0: Okay, I don't. I don't watch that show. I mean, you guys watch that show at all? You should. Hot. That is all. Yeah, Joe. Do you watch that show? No. No. I keep hearing it's like amazing.
1: I keep I hearing that. Don't watch much TV.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: All right, guys. We have another email to get into really quick. Our last email of the evening. That's from Alex. Evard, when You want to take this one, buddy?
0: Sure. Alex writes us and says, "Hey, guys." Since you've started to play more Oblivion, I want to share this with you. I don't know if you already know this, but if you become the champion of the Imperial City Arena, you get an annoying fan who holds a torch and follows you around. Now, if you go to Skyrim and go into the Dark Brotherhood, you can find the Jester guy. I forgot his name, which is Cicero. Uh, oh. His journal in his room. Okay, one of the today- one of the entries says. Today, I posed as a fan to the arena grand champion. When he turned his back in the forest, I slit his neck. The poor fool didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for an awesome show. Alex, a.k.a. Narwald 321 Comments, awesome. gentlemen.
6: I never made that connection. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: That
0: you know what I, cool. I remember reading that at some point and thinking to myself, like why why do I care about this? And it all sort of just and that was just a long time ago. Wow. Just yeah. this entirety thing that's that
3: makes me scared of Monovan. What? Our follower Monovan, the yeah. the Yeah, this this makes me scared of
0: followers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Aww.
1: Okay. <laughs> We're frightened of you, Dave. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Shank, what do you have for us this week, buddy? Yeah.
6: Well, gentlemen, ladies, Dave, uh, <laughs> I was not able to play a lot of Skyrim this week. I was only managed to get about two hours in uh, for Elder Scrolls for Skyrim. Oh! <gasps> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I feel I like, like we've had... More important. I, I know, man, I, I know. But I feel like we've had some engaging discussions tonight regarding that, so I'll just keep this sort of nice and sweet here. <laughs> I, uh, Unsurprisingly, half of that two hours in Skyrim, I walked from Markarth to Whiterun. Um, <laughs> so clearly nothing got done there. <laughs> clearly. What was that? Clearly. <laughs> yeah. And then um I was in Whiterun and the dude was like yelling about Talos. He was like, Yo dude, uh he's he's your homie like, you know, sign up and he'll call you Philip G and I was like, Alright, cool. Oh wait, I gotta like go talk to the Jarl still about the dragon that like attacked Helgen thirty hours ago. Snap. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> I walked up to Dragon's Reach and I was like, yo, Jarl Balgriff." so uh, there's this like thing that's kind of attacking your village yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so then naturally this led me, dude, this is how little I've done of the main questline I looked to see if I even had the golden claw in my inventory I didn't even have that wow, yeah, so I had to go <laughs> to Riverwood and I had to speak uh, to uh, to uh, you know to, to Riverwood Trader to Lucan, and I was like, "Yo, dude, give me give me uh, the quest, and I'll go get your golden claw." So I got the golden claw, and I actually went through. And it was the thing is because my sneak was just so ludicrously high for the low level dungeon of Bleak Falls. I I literally snecked through the entire snuck th- snuck, snuck Snecked through the entire dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and literally none of the draugr saw me absolutely none yeah i mean apart from the um you know the bandits that you have to kill or because i mean they're blatantly in your way but apart from that man like i was i was shocked and then i mean i i got that i, I uh, you know got the dragon stone got my reward Wait, hold, and went- hold
0: on a second shank hold on uh yeah cole okay no it's my eight-year-old nephew hold on shank yeah okay no he played this too you're bored? Yeah, he's bored. You got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
6: that's legit, dude. I mean, like, I that was my the extent of my Skyrim because I hadn't even done this low level stuff. So I basically went, did that, and I need to still go fight my first dragon. And in Oblivion, uh, yeah, I I, I aimlessly walked around the market district, uh, you know selling my wares and i made about five and a half thousand septims which was pretty solid for me and um i still need to go kill some uh uh you know do some quests for the uh, the dark brotherhood which now that i'm in the imperial city it's going to be pretty easy because the guy's right in there so yeah and actually joe since i'm in the imperial city i I think i'm going to do the order of the virtuous blood as well that seems pretty cool
1: sure steal my thunder (laughs) (laughs) why didn't you start with that
6: (laughs) because skyrim was first in my notes and i went logically in that manner and yeah i'm sorry you guys made up for my terrible gameplay and you guys had good gameplay so
1: (laughs) there we go (laughs) oh mine sucks i just tried to make it look sound nice no, dude, that's
6: a
0: good quest. I like the quest that you're doing. It's pretty fun. Shank the tank, everyone. Shank the tank. <laughs> there, you go. Go. there you go. Talking about stuff we've we've all done a hundred times over. No, 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 no Ivarwin, if Ivarwin. If it's Shank the Tanked. The Tanked. Uh and, and making it sound completely different. Lay off the of me, Shank. <laughs> My favorite part was when he said, uh, hey dude, uh give me the quest and I'll get you that claw. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like this dragon stone?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's good. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> good.
2: All right.
1: Very good. Alright, we have a crafting table really quick, and then we'll get into lose Lore segment.
0: Yeah. Um so here it is everyone. You've you've been you've been waiting for it. you've been hearing about about Titanus dot com uh past two, three weeks now, and here it is, Dova Tracker. And what does DovaTracker do? It takes the stats from your game in Skyrim, makes the information available on DovaTracker.com so you may view and share with your friends, no matter where you are. Um, stats such as equipment, inventory, spells, skills, quests you've done, and a ton of metadata you know, in all those different categories as well. Uh, you can find it on Steam Workshop and Nexus, right? Skyrim Nexus mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, and what does what does Titanus say about it? It says Dova Tracker enables you to track and share your characters. This mod requires SKSE, so please visit dovatracker.com to find out where to get additional files needed. So definitely recommend it. I played it, it's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lou, guess what? What's up? <gasps> it's that time of the night, man. It's time for luring with Lou. Lore, Louie, lore, lore, Louie, lore, lore.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. And today's Elder Scroll. I thought we would take a quick look to the handy dandy tome we often take for granted, the Pocket Guide to the Empire, or a tour of all things Imperial at a glance. So, what is the Pocket Guide to the Empire? Well, it's a small pamphlet <laughs> written to give the ordinary citizen the Empire a brief description to the breadth and scope of the Serodilic Empire in Tamriel. The people, the histories, the lands, etc. It was written in celebration of the Battle of Hunting Bay, which is near the island of Stros Makai, <laughs> which marked the return of all human kingdoms to the unchallenged rule of the Serodilic Emperor. Now, there are three editions of the guide, but none of the 2nd edition are known to exist anymore by the time of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. The 1st edition will be commissioned by none other than Tiber Septim himself in 2nd era, year 864. 2nd edition that would follow, that's going to be commissioned by Empress Murahathur in 3rd era, year 331. Now, while the current 3rd edition <laughs> will be commissioned by Eriel Septim Seventh in 3rd era, year 432. Keep in mind now, all three editions are the result of the work of the Imperial Geographic Society. And I was going to ask you to, go to cue the National Geographic music if you ever watch the channel. <laughs> it's that... Just to feel the effect of it. Now, when the first edition of the Pocket Guide is published... It was written to describe and to delineate a new nation under the emperor of Tiber Septim. Keep in mind that here, ancient independent kingdoms had tumbled. The war weary were were frightened. They were believing wild rumors and fantastic stories about the people of neighboring provinces. And so the very notion of a single like empire, the first in nearly a thousand years, looked strange and it was foreboding. And so the book was written and intended to inform, educate, and reassure the people of a new empire. Now the first guide would continue in circulation, being reprinted in its original form for over 300 years, and remained unchanged while the empire continued to redefine itself. Meanwhile, during this time, several things happened. You know, like a vicious civil war between rival cousins for the Imperial Throne, a catastrophic insurrection in the West by the Cameron Usurper, a disastrous invasion of Akavir, and the cycles of the revolts and reformations. All of these would go unmentioned in the first guide. So, what happens? The Imperial Geographic Society was once again called to update its descriptions, remove most of propaganda in that kind of tone from the original pocket guide. And to reiterate and modernize the claim that Tamriel was in fact still and would be a unified empire. However, much has changed in the last years since the second edition, and yet still much remained the same. If the population didn't change, well, what did change is pretty much everything else in the empire. In the west, what do we have happening? Whole kingdoms being transformed by the miracle of peace, sometimes called the warp in the west. In the east, the ancient tribunal has fallen, and with it, the governance of the temple. And wars during the Imperial Samalacrum have further changed the face of the empire. And so, what happens? The third edition of the guide is commissioned by Euryalus 7th. And here again, the IGS is tasked to paint a portrait of all known world at this particular moment in the time of the empire. So that's the Pocket Guide of the Empire in a nutshell. I want to say thanks to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Imperial Library, and the Elder Scrolls Wiki. They have a wow, I I would say ton, but that's an understatement. They have a quite a breadth of knowledge out there for the Pocket Guide of the Empire. Uh it's pretty extensive, but they have it all neatly spelled out for you, so take a look at it. Hope you all enjoy it.
1: Well, guys. Thanks again, Lou. As always, the lore master. Yay, let me see it on. On my cheering track somewhere. Anyway, lore master on ice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is time for our final thoughts of the evening. Um wait, we have an MP3 call I missed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that next week. <laughs> All right, guys, our final thoughts of the evening. Um I'm Going to get back into Oblivion. I had too much fun with it, and hopefully I'll get time. This next week's going to be even busier, so hopefully I'll have time to do it. I should. I'll squeeze it in somewhere. you Arwen. Yeah, I just want to
0: give a shout out to uh, Roaring Potato in the chat room for uh, being the only person to kill Cicero on Jester's Day and, uh, and send us an awesome picture. So, appreciate that. <laughs> picture was hysterical, by the way.
1: Even though it was photoshopped, it was still funny. Loved it. <laughs> it. It pleased me deeply.
2: <laughs> I'm with Dave on this one. It tickled his fancy. Uh,
0: also, I'm looking forward to uh, getting the shield for uh, Knights of the Nine quest this week and it's and magic helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll be looking forward to reporting on that next week. Lewis
2: Alon. Oh, I am determined. I am going to obtain the rest of the digic artifacts. I'm on a mission. Gotta do it. And because you guys are playing Oblivion a lot, you know what? I'll go back and check it out again, and I'll probably have Shank walk me through installing some of these mods out there that I see out there.
3: (laughs) No problem. David... I would just like to say, all thee of Skyrim, look, be on the lookout for the blood that shall wash over the land now that I have my bound bow. Right. Other okay. than that, have a great week, y'all.
1: All then, Shank.
6: I will attempt to play some more Oblivion and, like, not totally tank my gameplay and, like, you know, stuff. <laughs> dude, yo, sick.
0: <laughs> totally, dude. Hey, dude! Give me the quest, and I'll go get that golden claw for you. Where? Yo, that was
2: an app summary. <laughs> oh, you mean this golden claw?
1: <laughs> yeah, that one. And it's time to get into how to reach us, Mister Varwin. Elder Scrolls Off The record.com. Elder Scrolls Off The Record El- Elder Scrolls Off the
0: Record.com. That is our website. Go there for all of our unbelievable weekly articles brought to you by our amazing news team who keeps it real and pithy, might I add, in their uh in their uh in their articles. Okay, so you can also find all of our podcasts there as well, including where to reach us. We're on YouTube. go to youtube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR. We're also on Twitter. Uh, let's see, you can also get us on iTunes. Our Twitch page is there. Oh, geez, what else? The list goes on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn app, our RSS feed. It's all there on ElderScrollsofftherecord.com Scrolls Off Quest Gaming Network.com, you can find us there as well. That's our networks page. Uh, let's see, Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, send it to Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com and don't forget about uh, the Quest Gaming Network's YouTube page as well youtube.com forward slash Quest
1: Gaming Network and check out the new show Totally Heroes by our fabulous writing staff that's right also don't forget uh,
0: $10 mentions We uh, that is a service that this show provides for you it's a great way to get your guild shouted out or maybe you just want to let us know about a wonderful thing that just happened $10 mentions. That gets you what you want right here on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Don't forget about our other shows, Minecraft Off the Record, live Sundays at 7 p.m. Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter. If that's your thing, you can find the show at Elder Scrolls O-T-R. Joe is at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. I'm varwin. You may follow me at Ivarwin, Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy 11 bgamerguy G-A-M-E-R G-U-Y-1-1B. Dave is at Who Cares? Shank is at <laughs> Shank the Tank. S-H-A-N-K. T-H T-A-N-K. Leave off the E for Pumice Stones. And Dave is at d
1: enforce D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Yay! <laughs> This scrolls off the record as a quest gaming network production in association with miller's network and i just want to say foos for all you all next week
0: take care everyone be safe thanks chat for coming in may the foos be with you
2: good night everyone glad you're all here hope to see you all again next week
3: foos <laughs> road next time y'all <laughs> shadow hide you um The chat room is telling me to take, do an evil takeover of Elder Scrolls off the record while laughing maniac- maniacally. So I hereby claim E S O T R in the name of David. <laughs>
0: oh my God! It's like a really bad Buffy episode. Everyone, let's unite together and stop our friend from hurting himself and others.
2: But we're gonna make this a singing episode. Yes. No, Dean. No,
1: Dean. No, no. Okay, I'm muting all of them.
2: <laughs> Think about what you're doing. Please,
4: Dean. Please, Dean.
6: Oh my gosh Joe, I'm with you on this. Let's just let's just like ban Broadway.
2: <laughs>
6: I'm with no you on that one. One hundred percent.
2: Buffy. Or no. Xena. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's no, torture no, no, to the No ears.
5: Broadway music yet. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll break out my, uh, my Khajiit dancing uh, skills. I dr- I dance about as well as a one-legged pirate drunk on rum.
2: Nice. I've seen that. It's possible.
1: Yeah. A lot it's of hopping,
4: but it Works.
2: Works. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Whoever whoever throws their panties at the screen and it sticks the longest, we call that wow. person.
4: Okay,
0: okay. Right. Shank, you're off the call. And Dave, put your underwear back on.
5: <laughs> <laughs>